Aloha, you are listening to the Rolling Vets Podcast, podcast by veterans, for veterans, and civilians alike. I am Lucas Moss, your co-host, and I am flanked by my Marine veteran peers, Aaron Pata and Chris Ellis. We would like to extend an invitation to you, the listener, to journey inside of our realm to discover what it means to be a rolling vet. So here it is, episode one. Uh, before we get started, I definitely want to send out some shout outs to uh, some people who helped us along the way. Um, first being uh, my buddy Gooch, who runs uh, Delco Nerd Network. Um, he was very insightful on in how to get this thing started uh, for me. Um, and then also my buddy David Shulman down in Tallahassee, who put us in touch with um, a woman named Morgan, who helped us out tremendously with the logo, and she did a great job. Um, so shout out to those people and shout out to every, all our friends and family who have been really excited about this. Um, it's been a long time coming, I think, and we're finally here and we're finally here in episode one. Uh, congratulations to all of you fuckers in the Marine Corps who can finally get sleeve tattoos now. <laughs> like that is a big deal. Uh, it's awesome. Hopefully uh, it leads to a lot more retention. Uh, who knows? You know, but you can't stop the bullshit. You can allow tattoos, but you can't stop the bullshit. That's for sure. Uh, other than that, uh, by the time this thing airs, it'll be the Marine Corps birthday. So happy fucking birthday to all the Marines out there. Semper happy Fidelis. fucking birthday, Marines. Yep. There and then the go. following day is Veterans Day. So shout out to all the vets. This is po- this podcast is for you. Um, it's for your friends, for your family, all the people who don't understand you. Uh, we're here. We understand you. So, yeah, we'll, we get the ball rolling here. Episode one, phase one. Uh, phase one. Yeah. So I am going to start off with some Cherry Chem from District Cannabis. It's a DC brand. Get it? DC District Cannabis. And uh, that is wrapped in uh, some Hubba Bubba uh, High Hemp. I use only organic wraps. I don't like using like blunt wraps anymore. I'm like, hey, you're going all out this episode, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have to, bro. I have to. What do you guys, uh, Chris, we'll start off with you. What are you, you smoking anything today? Uh, not right now, but I got some uh, Mio right here. Okay. Some Mio. That's some hardcore <laughs> shit, you know? Uh, what about you, Aaron? Wherever you ran off to? He's got uh, a bottle or something. He's pulling out a bottle. I am drinking, I'm breaking up the Johnny Walker. Got the Johnny Walker gold, got a nice little cup to put it in. There we go. Another okay. drinking day. All right. Another drinking day. Um, yeah. Um, Aaron is our uh, our drinking vet. <laughs> He's our. <laughs> so. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that at all, man. Especially since you say you get up better in the morning after alcohol. Yeah. Like it's really being... weird. Like I, for whatever reason, I've got like this biological clock. Like after a long night of drinking, they're just like, no, you have to get up. And I'll get up at like five or six in the morning. And we're like, okay, here we go. It's time to start the day. So it's fucking habits, habits that we carried over, which uh, brings us to the topic of the day. So Marine Corps birthday, Veterans Day. Let's go back to square one where it all fucking started the moments that led up to each and every one of us walking in to the recruiting office Aaron uh you were in Michigan at the time correct 
Yeah, yeah. So I stepped out of Michigan uh, right after high school. It was like a couple months after high school. Um, and that was always that was kind of always your goal, like through high school. You're like, I'm going to join the military, or no, no, actually, <laughs> it's uh, it was one of those things where my family hated it, super against it. They're like, oh, we didn't come to America for our kid to join the military, right? And like Indian background, like it's yeah, like recently going to India, like I understand why now. It's um, the military is kind of like not as highly looked upon as it is here in America. Like it's kind of like, hey, these are the guys that you know lift this heavy shit over here. Like do this for us. like they're 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 not treated as like the doctors, the lawyers, the engineers, like the, everything that uh, Indian parents are always like, Hey, go do this, go do this. You know? Yeah. They don't so, see it as like a, like a way up the social ladder, like exactly. changing your social classes. And so it's actually seen as like a step below. Right. Um, so they really didn't want me to go into military. And uh, I don't know, but like coming out here, uh, seeing the difference, because I was raised in India for a little bit. Um, and so like seeing the difference between like the cultures and just like the, the general government, I was like, dude, I have to get back, you know? So I was like, okay, who's got, who's the hardest branch? Not going to lie. I may have been semi-seduced by the uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> the uniforms I think got us all. I think so. And, uh, after that I was like, okay, well, what's, what's the job that's the farthest from what I intend on doing for the rest of my life. So I was like, okay, well, I can work in an office whenever. Uh, so let me join the infantry. And my recruiter, prior infantryman, tried to talk me out of it. I can't say I was tricked by my recruiter because he was super open with me. Like, hey, motherfucker, like, no, it sucks. Don't do it. And it came down to my dumbass saying, okay, listen, like, either I'm going infantry here or I'm joining the fucking army. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I'll give you what you want. Here you go. And that was that. Laid out your fucking terms. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I know I so I did Boy Scouts growing up and that was like my first taste of like I wouldn't say obviously not taste of like the military but something that's just kind of like structured that way like the uniforms are really appealing and I was like oh you know you get to do outdoor stuff were they Fucking, though what's up were they though what do you mean were they like were they in what regard I saw the movie up okay okay <laughs> that's like cub scouts um and and it, it worked out because my, my dad's a veteran um and he was my scout master so he was like in charge of everyone um like planning all this like training and planning all the like the camping trips and events and all that stuff like basically fell on his shoulders and and i've always like growing up like always admired like the fact that my dad would like served and like I love the Boy Scouts because I got to do like a lot of cool shit. I was like a highly motivated kid. Like we would go on like on trails and stuff and like do hikes and whatnot. And I'd like pack my fucking shit up like heavy as fuck. Like and later, later in life, like I'm like, man, I want my pack to be light as fuck. But <laughs> like back then, like, you know, I'm packing my shit. But um, yeah, I don't think and neither one of I don't think any of us did like ROTC or anything like that. And it's funny because a lot of those kids that did like JROTC in my high school and all that stuff and people that I knew like they never joined like they never like they did all this like military stuff they have a fucking chesty polar stack by the time they graduate high school and like none of them fucking joined uh like the military um but I was I was supposed to I was kind of pressured to playing college football 
like D three, D two, nothing crazy. I wasn't like some fucking insane player, you know. Um, probably would have made just like a mediocre guy on the team. Um, but then I was like, I just kind of like fell out of love for fo- with football for a little bit, and and then graduation came. And I didn't really have a plan. I was like, oh, I'll just go to Penn State. Like almost everyone I know goes to Penn State or Temple or Westchester University. And so I enrolled and I, you know, I was accepted and all that stuff. And I was like, had all my classes picked, went to the student orientation. And uh, it wasn't until we got like that first bill that was like, oh, this is how much you're going to owe for a semester. And I was like, what the fuck? And my dad was like, what the fuck? And my dad's like, I'm not paying shit. Like, this is on you. And I was like, you're, you're telling me this after I already enrolled and, and got my classes. So I was like, well, I can't afford to do this. And I don't want to go to community college because everyone keeps telling me that it's like another year of high school that everyone goes to pretty much. Um, and then I saw like the kids that like my peers in the community. And like what they were doing, the ones that didn't go to college, and I'm like, oh, like I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to be a part of like that. I want to be looked at as like a scumbag. Um, but I always admired like the Marine Corps, like growing up. Um, like my mom was all about like, yeah, if you go to the military, like join the Marines, like all this stuff. And I was like really gung ho about it. And then, but in high school, I was just like totally out of sight, out of mind. Like I didn't even think about it. If I was gonna do it, I was gonna do it after college. Um, but now like it came down to like, well, I can't do school. I'm just, I'm working as a cashier at giant food stores. Like, you know, I'm fucking going on 19 years old. I have nothing to do. Like I'm literally just going to the gym every day, smoking weed, drinking beer and like fucking repeat, like, and going to work and repeating like, uh, and then like, after I dropped out, I dropped out in that same day, I was like, I'm going to go to the recruiter's office. And that same day I I dropped out, I drove to the recruiter's office and I was like, sign me the fuck up. I'm like, I am not just send me as quickly as possible. I want to get this shit started and I don't want to have like time to second guess myself. It came on quick for you. It was like, yeah, yeah. I'm going and doing this now. Yeah, it was very, it was very quick because I knew like I couldn't, I I, I didn't want to get stuck in like some rift. I didn't want to get stuck in some like vicious cycle of just bullshit um so i decided to to that day to really like commit myself to to doing something and getting in and uh it was a fucking tedious process dude it took me nine months because of like tattoo waivers that shit was not fun yeah i do tattoo waivers too that shit sucked how long did yours take um let me think pretty fast they 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 fast-tracked my ass in there because i like walked in there and fucking was good at pt and shit and they're like you want to join like my house my, so how i joined was, was kind of weird i was going through like some shit towards at, at when me and when that uh, one chick um split up and i always wanted to be in the military i always wanted to be during the marine corps i had a buddy I worked at the factory with and he was like hey man come to the recruiter's office with me I was like, all right i'll fucking do it <laughs> so I go there, I'm like, whatever, I want to PT with the Marines. Marines are fucking cool, whatever. So I get there and we go through the PT for the day and shit. And after everybody leaves and shit, he's like, hey, you can stay around, and talk to me. I was like, yeah, sure. And we sat down, he's like, do you want to join? I was like, yeah. <laughs> so he pulled out the, the little fucking placards for you to like, oh, what are your top five? Like, what the yeah, fuck did you yeah, want to get into? Yeah, 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 all that shit. But uh, yeah, it was pretty simple. He's like, you want to join? I was like, yeah. 
And then we just went through the fucking process. I had I, I came in with uh, this tattoo that showed there and, and here. Yeah, so, uh, my, the, the uniform. yeah, my chest one was the one that showed in the uniform. And I was like, this is stupid as shit because the uniform policy at that time was like, you don't wear like your service uniforms without a white shirt underneath. Like yeah. you don't, you can't just go bare chested, but yet they were making me going, they were making me go bare chested like underneath the, like the, the chucks uh, and like the tattoo is showing. I was like, well, what does it fucking matter? If the, if the shirt's going to cover it anyway, it's like, what does it fucking matter? And yeah. it was like still like a big deal. It took me nine months, nine wow. fucking months, dude. I like it, was it so close yeah, I, it was so I was so close. I do I went I had to go to maps like seven times, bro. Like it was it was insane. Wow. Yeah. Um, but it came down to like where I was like, man, fuck this. I was like, fuck the Marines. Like they're really like fucking with me already, and I haven't even got in yet. Like that was my mentality. And I was like, there was an army recruiter next door, but I was like, man, fuck it. I don't want to do that. I like I was thinking of like if I if anything, like I'll go navy, but I want to be like greenside navy corpsman. Like that was going to be my backup. Like I was like if I can't be marine, I want to be the closest thing that you can fo- that you got to like to make me a marine like basically. So All right, so what about, what about this then? When you first got to boot camp, when was the first time you said to yourself what the fuck am I doing here? Oh, bro. I probably the first <laughs> fucking day, dude. On that mine was stepping off. Mine uh, was on the bus to get haircuts when they all put us like jammed us in the center, like when we were yeah. all filled up, we put our heads down like this, and, and somebody looked up and one of the guys is like, Don't fucking look up. And I was like, What the fuck am I doing here, man? Mine was <laughs> uh so my my experience was a very was very anticlimactic. My my entire boot camp experience very anticlimactic. Um, uh, I went I got to the airport, so I actually got like a day's notice. I got called, um, and I was supposed to leave in like two weeks or a week or something like that. And my recruiter was like, "Hey, like, what are you doing?" I was like, "And I was like, I'm actually like packing up my room um, because like you know I'm leaving in a couple weeks." He's like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And I was like, "Yeah, I guess." And he was like, "Because I I kind of need you to leave tonight." I was like, what, bitch? I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And he was like, nah, like, I need you to leave tonight. And I was like, shit, whatever. Like, bet. Like, I'll go. Um, And let my dad know. And then my dad, like, like made, like, steak and mac and cheese. It was probably one of my favorite meals, if not my favorite meal ever. And uh, my recruiter came by, picked me up, took me to the airport. I flew up. I flew down. Um that next day, so I'm at the airport where they're collecting all the little fucking dumbass pulleys and recruits and shit, right? And so I get up when, like, the bus comes. You know, we're all going to get on the bus. Fuck no, dude. The, there's, like, two corporals that are, like, a part of it. And one of the corporals like, no, you, 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 you're staying. Stack all the chairs. So I didn't even get on the bus. So I had to, like, stack the chairs. It was, like, me and, like, four other uh, guys. And then finally, like, they're like, oh, we're leaving now. And it's them. It's both, it's both corporals. I don't even know who the fuck they are. It's a male and a female. And they had a van, like a duty van. And they're like, hop in the van. So I'm in a van driving to fucking Paris Island. You know how it's supposed to be like silent and all this shit? Yeah. No, they were blasting music and stuff. And until so almost <laughs> we got up to the doors, dude, like, like blasting music. And they're just talking shit to us. Like, hey, like you guys, like, don't even worry about it. Like, it's not that bad. Like all this shit. <laughs> and so I get there and... So they, they turn the music off, they pull up and like, you know, the big silver doors. I'm not sure how it is in, in San Diego, Aaron, but um, yeah. And then you have the yellow footprints right outside the big silver hatches. And uh, so they're doors? like, what the hell? 
yeah they're fucking enormous too like it's yeah, pretty it's huge. pretty cool and um so he like the drill instructor i see him run down and he fucking like opens he grabs the like the van door and it's one of those old vans too and he like slides it open like viciously but he he slid it so hard that it bounced back and closed in his face as he was like yelling at us <laughs> and then he opens it up and like sticks his head through was like trying to yell at us but like his neck got like caught on like the seatbelt and was like it was just really awkward and everyone was just like so what are we doing here and then the guy like the drone instructor like yelled at us fucking got on the yellow footprints and standing on yellow footprints i was like man like in the videos there's like me and like a hundred other motherfuckers on this dude it was me and like four other people so like you're screaming you can only hear yourself pretty much scream like at this point and uh so i show up pretty much late to boot camp and then I, and because of that i get sent to like the fucking like the shit platoon where it's like all wavered guys like asvab waivers like crime waivers like all this shit like tattoo waivers like all in one fucking platoon just a bunch of convicts and um yeah dude and that was like my first impression but my the, the moment i was like fuck this shit like I, I don't know why i did this was when like you know you don't sleep like when you get there and they're just fucking with you all the time and you're like running around base grabbing a bunch of shit mine was like after they just shaved my head like in my civvies like they shaved my head in my civvies and I was like, what the fuck? And then, and then, like, I'm covered in my own hair, like, scratchy. Oh, itchy, I hated that so fucking, much, and, and it's like, it's like, eight, this was like in April. So, but it was South Carolina. So, like, it's starting to get humid. So, it's sweaty and it's all sticking on you. And then, like, I'm I was in, there this, in March. I got there in March. Yeah. And I was like, in this fucking, uh, cause you and I were like pretty close. Like, you yeah. graduated, I think, like a week and a half before I did. Yeah. Um, and I just remember standing there, like, covered in my own sweat, like, Wearing like a buttoned up shirt and jeans and some nice shoes, like covered in my hair and sweat, like holding out a fucking like laundry bag filled with like, you know, toiletries and stuff like parallel to the deck and getting yelled at. I'm like, what the fuck did I get myself into? I was like, this absolutely sucks. What about you, Aaron? What was your moment? Mine was pretty normal. Like I, uh, we all flew down. So like I had this nice flight down to sunny San Diego where I, tried to get a drink on the plane and work out so well <laughs> they're like please pity me <laughs> i can't do this sober oh <laughs> uh, it was so close too so close uh so i think i think i have one connection and you could like tell who all the police were because we had to wear like our pulley shirts oh you guys had to show up yeah. in your pulley shirts yeah we were, yeah, we oh, were no, told no. we were supposed to fly i don't know maybe it was dress shirts I don't know. Yeah, it way, had to be it had to be dressers because they were all about that. They're like, hey, yeah. like you have to wear like a fucking collared shirt. Like that was like the big deal. Did I know we were gonna be running around and sweating in them and like sleeping in them for like the next two days? Like, nah, like I did not know that. Oh, you guys slept in your civilian clothes? Yeah, that first night, I'm okay. pretty sure. Yeah, the first night. There for San Diego though. Where you sleep uh, at the at the position of attention because they haven't taught you like to adjust yet. So I was like <laughs> like covered what in the fuck? Shit, like nah. sleeping at attention dude it was, it was horrible absolutely so, horrible okay so on the plane flight right and this before this i had actually shaved my head because like i didn't want to deal with like the scalping and shit i saw the videos i was like no fuck that i'm gonna get it one last haircut just shave it all off so i uh, i went in there with no hair already oh and... wow was, that's a pretty bold move yeah. yeah, I mean, they yeah. still probably put you in the chair, though, right? No, no. So they didn't put you okay. in the chair. It's, it's part of my story. It's part of my story. 
I, uh, so we end up landing right at San Diego airport and like boot camp is right next to the airport. You can literally see it as planes are taking off. Really? Yeah. So like I... we went down to the USO and in the USO, you just see like these drill instructors walk up with their fucking campaign covers lower than like below their eyes and it's night. So you can't see shit. And it just like, like I remember pressing the uh, elevator button to go down to the USO and there was one just right there. And he's like, Get off the elevator right now! Go to the USO! Screw it! I'm like, geez, what the fuck am I doing? I'm so myself so running in, checking at the USO, and then getting on this bus. And they're like, everybody heads down, this and that. Like, you cannot, you cannot say shit. You can't do shit. Like, literally, just like sit down, uh, head down. And I remember, like, they drove up to uh, this this building, right? And it was like they had like those old school like lamp posts like they're posts but they're like lamps you know yeah like they yeah. used to have like the hospitals and shit and there's just yellow footprints like lined up across the floor and there's like at least at least 150 of us right or across however many buses and what time what time of the year did you go uh i went in august so Ooh. late summer i mean it's dry heat out there so that's not too bad yeah um it sucked because it got cold uh desert gets cold oh yeah 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 um all right so after we get there right they they take everybody and they give you like the the cami bottoms right and a skivvy shirt and we're all just walking around in uh well first they take you to the barber shop in our cities yeah yeah they shave everybody's hair and i got to the line and the guy, the fucking, he's got like this mustache that comes down to here. And everybody in San Diego that went to San Diego. Oh, they know. They, they have that about. guy. Like, yeah, yeah, he's like the fucking handlebar mustache, dude. Yeah, we and... don't we don't have any like barbers like that at Paris Island. It was that one dude who did the uniforms, the fat fucking dude that did the uniforms. Dude, I hate that motherfucker so much. He looked yeah. at me, right? And Mr. Handlebar, he looks at me and he's just like, no, get him out of here. Get him the fuck out of here. And these are like the most rude civilians I've ever fucking met. It's like, dude, you're not in the fucking military. Like, oh, yeah. who the fuck are you? I always was so taken aback by that. I was always yeah. so taken aback about how like the civilians on base like get in on like the hazing. Like, it's like, yeah. like what the fuck? Like, these are people that you look to. Like, um, they're like, okay, like they know what it's like to be normal. You know, I don't know what it's like to be normal again. Like, I just need that kind of reassurance. I need that like affirmation that like, hey, like, like you see the pain and I'm like this is i'm not imagining this like this pain is real <laughs> you know kind of stuff they're probably like told like hey like you can't fucking like talk to them at all it'd be nice to them but like some but some of them like that that one dude at the fucking uh at the uniform place the fat dude and then there's also a couple barbers that were like they just and and then who else there's and some some of like the the chow hall staff it, they like chow like, staff really, dope. yeah but like some of most of them were but there were a couple that were like really just into like taking shit out on you just because they could and it was really kind of fucked up where like okay like you're a civilian like like you should be neutral like you shouldn't be like getting in on like the fucking verbal abuse you know yeah. and like the well, attitude and shit guy. we have this one chick that like actually stood up for a recruit in line like, he was going up, he was a fat body, he grabbed dessert, and the drill instructor just laid into, I'm talking, like, cut into this boy's soul. And the chick that had, like, given him the piece was like, no, you don't do that here. Get out. Like, you can do that out there, but you do not do that here. Like, just going into this drill instructor, and we all, like, I remember looking behind me, I was like, 
<laughs> motherfucker lost street cred. Is this happening? <laughs> like, he lost some street cred there. Oh man, and he was the kill hat too. So like, it was kind of like, oh yeah, he's, he's the booter, the booter on the squad. But like, this guy's jacked. I'm talking like every single one of my instructors were over six foot, over two hundred pounds of muscle, and it's just like. I ain't fucking with any of these fools. Like, no thanks. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> Whatever you want, bro. Yeah, and to go back on that, like how my experience was anticlimactic. I I didn't do the Black Friday thing. I I wasn't there. The I I wasn't fucking there. I was actually so we had just ran our IST, and I I mean I ran it pretty well. Like I did pretty well. Um, I did probably better than most of my platoon, and it just so happened like by that time, like after that. And then just the standing, like my body not being used to just standing for like fucking 18 oh, hours dude. a day. My ankles, both my ankles like swelled up like really, really bad. And the drone instructor was like, yo, you need to fucking go to medical. So it sent me and like one other recruit um, to medical. Um, they, then they sent us into like the, like the like the admin building, whatever they were at. And we were just sitting in some fucking room for like hours and hours and hours and hours. And this officer runs in or like he steps in. Because they they basically told me, like, hey, you're getting dropped. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, of course, my fucking luck. I get dropped over some bullshit, you know, in the first, yeah. in like the first week. And, um, and this officer comes in, was like, hey, like, what are you guys fucking doing here? Because they just left us there. Like, the drone instructor just, like, left us in this room. And, um, and, I, and, like, I was like, sir, like, these recruits are apparently being dropped because of, like, this condition or whatever. And then he goes, he's like, well, did you guys pass your ISTs? And we're like, yes, sir. And he goes, well, then what the fuck? And he goes, and I just hear him tearing into the drill instructor that brought us, like, getting into his ass. And the drill instructor walked in was like, just grab your shit. Let's go. And then brought me, brought us back to our platoon, our original platoon. And at that time, like the, the drill instructors already introduced themselves. Like they were just oh, like, "Hey, touch the fucking bulkhead." Like, yeah, I didn't get any of that, dude. I'm so, <laughs> so fucking Damn. butter, dude. dude that's so butter. Our yeah. platoon didn't do the uh, Black Friday in the sense where like they throw everything around and just like you know go after you and like that's like, "Hey, motherfuckers, this is how it is." Yeah, they did do like the the drill instructor like ceremony thing, but they're like, "Hey, like, when they introduce themselves, new. yeah." We're gonna try something new. We're gonna treat you like men unless you give us a reason not to. And like, it was weird. There was a weird kind of respect there. You know, like, our oh, it's a West Coast thing. Yeah. No, no, it was our platoon <laughs> specifically. And like, all the other West Coast okay, things, like, hey, you hear like hey, Black Friday. Your stress shit, cards. Like, yeah. Oh, I get the fuck cards. out of here. It's stress card in my ass. So, Dude, actually, my Black Friday but we were on a platoon insane. off that too. So, yeah, I don't so know. Maybe there is something there. Yeah, but when Chris and uh, Chris was there and then I got there, like, couple days after that kid killed himself he jumped off third deck yeah um and then that story came out too where they threw that kid in the dryer that was around the same time as well yeah so our our drill instructors (laughs) were under fucking microscopes after that well well, they got they still got away with a lot of shit but well i was at the range the entire time so i didn't have yeah yeah. charlie company they don't yeah they're fucking nobody nobody comes to help them they're just they're just one company in the middle of fucking nowhere you're just getting fucked man just Constantly, I know an officer was doing like our, like my second month of boot camp. Sounded like our India company, like our India company and boot camp, which is a company right ahead of Delta. Yeah, was literally that company. Like people here getting choked out left and right, like slamming. I mean, I feel like people say like, that. I feel, but I feel like people in those in those companies say that about other companies. 
I feel like they're like, oh, like in that company, like they get fucked no, up. No, but we like would more see us because they were only like a, a week ahead of us. So yeah. we would see them in the other barracks that like during the, the grass week and stuff. And we'd be like, nope, fuck that. <laughs> and you guys go on, you guys go to Pendleton, right? For the range for grass week and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I actually drive by it every now and then on the way up the Wow. Yeah, it's I like that's so weird. That's such a weird concept how like you guys like you have boot camp on one base and then um and then you have like your range on another. I mean it's not so different from what you were describing your range week. Your well yeah, well ours is just like a, it's just like a part of the base. It's just that part of the base that's a little yeah, it's like, like the back part of the island. Yeah, it's the back part of the island that's used just for like live fire ranges. So like, but there was there's barracks there that that were like built like in like the 40s or 50s I think. So the barracks there are like fucking old. Like, like when you those are like the barracks they filmed. Um, uh, it was a Full Metal Jacket. Like it was those type of barracks. And then you know go in and they all have the fucking ghost stories and shit. They're like, oh, like there's fucking ghosts in those barracks, you know, from recruits in the 70s that fucking killed themselves because they didn't want to go to Vietnam or some shit like. All yeah, that fucking shit. Yeah. But, the, oh, my God. So, f- quick funny story. There was this dude at my recruiting station. Um, I can't remember his fucking real name. I wouldn't even drop his real name if I remembered. But he was, like, this big fucking, like, yoke dude. Like, he, he looked like a fucking – and he was athletic as hell. Like, we played football and stuff. And he just looked like a – that dude was, like, a poster boy Marine. Like, throw that – throw the fucking, you know, tight-ass sleeves on that motherfucker. And I was like, that dude is, like, on the front page of, like, the Marine Corps Times. So, apparently, when he got the range week, he, like, is he like snapped mentally, like, fucking cracked. And was, like – they found him in, like, a fetal position, like, like fucking crying and shit, like, okay. rambling on about, like, whatnot. Because they had just fucked with him for so long. Because, you know, they always fuck with, like, the big muscular dudes. Like, they always try to fucking, like, break them down. Uh, but, yeah, they had just fucked with him so much that he, like, snapped. And, uh, yeah, he didn't make it. He got he, uh, he got dropped. He, he had to get – he left. Damn. So, my old guide for the RS also got dropped. Uh, he, like, you know, again – Jack dude, like, holy shit, if anybody's gonna make it, it's gonna be this guy. And I remember when he came back, I was like, shit, if he can't make it, what chance do I have? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Do you yeah, wait, guys that, like, go, go in and when they first sit you down in boot camp and they're like, pull your heads down. Like, if you have any medical condition we find out about, you are going yeah. to jail. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> that that or like that, shit. that or like we can test your piss up to forty five days. Like, no, the fuck you can't. But like, I had a dude from my recruiting station that got kicked out because he he said that he went to a concert and like it was at this place at this time, and then somebody gave him like marijuana. He didn't know what it was and smoked it and all this shit. And then they found out when they looked into it that there was no concert and whatever. So they didn't even bother to piss test him. They were just like, okay, like you fucking lied. Like you're gone. You're gone. <laughs> so he didn't even fucking make it through. This fucking the, the dude that I rode the bus with to like Paris Island and like got on the footprints next to him and shit. Yeah. He was like next to me, like during like, the, the, the first beginning days and shit, boot camp, and they to take the piss test and stuff. When he ended up fucking like smoking pot before he fucking like went to boot camp like the day before or some shit. So like in the middle of the night, like a week later, they like just come in the night. Cops come, they're yeah. the fucking Charlie Company barracks, turn the fucking lights on, and like arrest him in handcuffs and like just yeah. take his ass out. Like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> we didn't know if like, like they, yeah, just didn't tell us shit. They act like nothing happened. 
Dude, before before SOI, we had like six or seven people like pop for like cocaine or, or some shit. Like as if you're not as if they're not going to test you when you go to a new place. Like that was like then so a lot of them showed up like a day early and they all got a hotel room and they were just doing a bunch of fucking blow, dude. Like like a full blown like hotel party, like a goddamn R. Kelly music video. They were just getting down. And then, like, the next day, you know, you show up, you check in, and then that following day, they're like, okay, like, everyone fucking pissing a cop. And then, like, all of them, all of them popped. Every single one of them popped, and, like, seven, one of them, one of them had, like, a dad who was, like, a fucking gunner or something, like, like, yeah, and so all of them got fucking uh, shit canned. They all got, they all went to the brig, um, and they all uh, spent some time in, like, that holding company until that got, like, other than honorably discharged. Fucking yeah. wild, dude. Those people. Like, what do you have to do to get dishonorable? Oh, do you basically? Well, you have to actually be convicted of like a fucking crazy crime. Like, it you yeah. have you actually have to shoot someone, like rape someone, like um, it is something bad. Traffic, dude, discharge. Yeah, dude, like dude, straight up, like fucking... rape, murder, pillage, like any of that kind of stuff. Like that's that's like dishonorably discharge. Apparently, even dealing drugs doesn't give you a dishonorable discharge. Nah, it's, so. it's usually a general. That's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. it's it's fucking, it's crazy that uh, that you only get like an OTH, which yeah, you can which always change. Into an honorable after what ninety days? I don't like? know. No, no, it's a lot longer. Nah, it's like years or something. Um, but no, I never I like. I never. No, it's it's like a it's like a couple years. It turns into oh, okay. an honorable. So a general under honorable is different than just general. No, 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 an OTH, like other than honorable. That's a general, I'm pretty sure that's a general type of discharge. Yeah, I might be, we might just be fucking this up and someone. General, yeah, right? he's like, you fucking idiots. Yeah, they're like, who the fuck, like, how the fuck are you, how do you not know that? Like, all right, bitch, like, okay, leave sorry, it, leave guys. it in the comment section. <laughs> <laughs> Email Lucas Moss, so I don't have to read it. Yeah, did you guys even fucking serve, like, stolen valor? Like, how do you not know the Ooh. difference? Um, hey, bro, he's got an American flag. He's got a guide on. They had to serve, right? Yeah. <laughs> so so I think OTH, I think it's equivalent to, like, a general. Because it's... Maybe. I don't yeah, know. I don't, I don't feel like looking it up either. I'm not but, imagining. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I know, like, I'm pretty sure both of those you can you can upgrade. You can, like, appeal after a certain, like, time. So... Those like those guys who get like that, you're not really missing. You're not really missing out on much, you know. I mean, you you don't get the benefits and stuff, which I guess are is pretty dope. Like being like a veteran and like the VA. Don't get me wrong, definitely needs work. But like at least my personal experience has not been bad. But like with the VA, like really at all. Um, Dude, mine has been awful. I mean, you're you're also like, in California too, and I just feel like a VA in California is just like you're just sure. getting doubly fucked. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's I literally dirty. scheduled an appointment two months ago, and I still will not be able to see someone in person for my primary care checkup until December. Damn. Yeah, but fuck, you. dude. It's like they got me in quick. They got they took care of me quick. Um. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty nice. And then the disability thing went fucking pretty swell as well. Yeah. I got I got that shit bumped up not too long ago. You did? Yeah, I'm at 60 now. Yeah, 60. Oh, yeah. I'm in the process of getting my medical records because my dumb ass didn't get them. So I'm at 70 right now, but I'm trying to get How do you leave without so. getting them? What? How do you leave without getting them? I just didn't make copies, man. 
Oh yeah, but they send that they they send it to your VA. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. They like literally send it to the the location of where you said you were gonna be. Yeah, like the closest VA to you. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where they, yeah, that's where they're at. That's why that's why they said if you need it beforehand, you should make copies. I scanned all mine. I didn't make copies, but I scanned all my shit. shit. I just um, had to send it to my nearest fucking thing. I like, okay, you and I didn't. Yeah. And I didn't ever really need it. I didn't need any paperwork. Um, when I did my disability stuff, like I didn't need my files. I didn't either. I didn't either. Yeah, you just claim it, and then um, they do their own research. They like get in touch with like the VA and check out your records and and whatnot. Um, I mean that's how they found out about my back. I mean everyone claims their fucking back. Like uh, it's like the hardest thing to prove that you don't have a problem with pretty much yeah it's also like the most common it's like you have the savvy plate and then you have a giant ass fucking oh, and it digs into your spine you're like, like oh i don't have any you know you know when shit. you can look at a picture and you can like feel a picture like what you just said right now like i could just feel like that fucking savvy plate like back on my back again and especially when you're a fucking boot and you don't like you didn't know about that actual like secret sleeve in there where it like actually sits yeah. It's like when you're a boot and it's like sagging all the way Low down, fuck. dude. And like, and you have your fucking pack that you don't even know how to wear yet. And it's all fucked up with the straps hanging and like, it's, it's all crooked. It's not weighted. Oh, dude. It's so crazy to think that that was like me at one point. <laughs> like, by like that moment, like that me compared to like about the EAS, like how skilled I was with all that shit is it, just like night and day, absolute night and day. But, yeah, so you gotta claim your back, and nobody fucking is. It's like they basically just text like, like your flexibility or whatever, yeah. like the degrees or whatnot. Yeah, they put like a little fucking measure tape to you. Like, yeah, and so I actually so like after like my first, I think my first hike, um, in the fleet, we did like that fucking like nine mile movement to contact. It was a fucking stupidest shit. Yeah. Um, like my back was like on fire, and I was like, Jesus Christ! Like my back hasn't hurt, and I I broke my back like um when I was in high school, like my junior year of high school, like playing football. And what are you, Batman? Yeah, right. Like that? the fucking Dark Knight Rises, um, this fucking nerd moment, but uh. And so I knew I already had like back problems, but I felt like I, cause I did physical therapy for about a year and like, I worked out like three times a day for like a whole last like year going into my senior year. Cause they told me I'd never be able to play again. Um, but I did. And, and I was like, well, what, what better way to treat your back than to join the military, you know? So, <laughs> so like I already knew I already had back problems, but like at that point when I was, when I was like my back, I felt was like at my best. I was sitting at like probably like 190, like 185, 190 was like my weight. But like when I got out of boot camp, I was like at 160, 165. Yeah, I was 162. Yeah. So I was like hella light. And so like, I guess like what, like me losing that weight just really affected my back. And, um, and so like having like, especially like nine miles, like movement, I was all my hikes I ever did leading up to that point. I was like hundred percent fine. Um, and then it just, so some reason after that hike, like my back just fucking hurt, went in the medical and, and I went in a couple times for my back. I went to BAS a couple times for my back. Cause sometimes it was just like insane. And they told me, I shit you not like word for word told me, Oh, yeah, try not to put any weight on it. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm, I'm an RO in an infantry company. Like, you're telling me not to put weight on my back. That's literally my fucking job. And 
And then so they like they all they did was then they found out I had acute scoliosis and they're like, wow, like yeah, scoliosis and like the I guess MEPS didn't catch it. Um, but like you're in now, so I guess it doesn't really fucking matter. So they sent me to one day of physical therapy. One day. And then the dude there, literally all all I did was like a couple stretches and then he cracked my back and then handed me like like a, a packet that was like here, like do these stretches. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? When was it, this? This was in Oki? No, no. This was this was in Hawaii. This was after – this is probably – I'm pretty sure it's after our first deployment was, like, when I went in, like, for – that was, like, the last time I went in for my back. I was like, damn, like, these motherfuckers, like, they, they don't I care. I you telling me about having a pizza meal. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, so and then – okay. yeah, and then so they sent me to that one-day physical therapy, told me not to put any weight on it. I was like, whatever. So, um, like right when we became friends, yeah, yeah, right before, okay. and and so I, I'm in. I go down for my disability stuff where I claim my back, and they're checking me out. And she goes, "You were actually like supposed to get an MRI." And I was like, "What? Do you, what?" And she's like, "Looking at my file." She's like, "Yeah, they, the 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 doctor recommended you to get an MRI, but it was denied by whoever was above them." They didn't want to spend the money on you getting an MRI. And that was all in my file. And I had no fucking clue. Like nobody had ever told me that. She she didn't even tell me like the 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 BA the Navy doctor that I saw. She didn't even tell me that like I was like that she was gonna recommend me for an MRI. She just put it in the file, I guess. It was like, hey, like this motherfucker probably needs to get checked out. And then whoever was above her like shot it down. It was like, nope. And the same doctor that we all had in the battalion. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why I was like. So I'm sitting like as a vet at that point, like here in this shit. I'm like, these motherfuckers, like, like you're gonna go like you're literally denying denying someone medical help at that point. And it wasn't until like shortly after that is when they passed that like law that the doctors, like medical doctors in, in the military can be sued now. Like yeah. they can be held accountable for like malpractice and shit. Yeah, dude. Fuck that, dude. It was it was such a such a shitty experience. But dude, she wrote on my thing. It was um oh, glass in the right eye does not cause any problem. No need for uh disability or whatever. I was like, this bitch. You fucked me. They're trying to they're trying to save a buck at the <laughs> at the end there. I was like, what do you mean? Oh, and dude. at that point, like I was reading my medical records at the VA in Michigan, so I was like, I like I can't even dispute this. I can't even do, like, like where you could what? though. I think you huh? still could. I think you still could. Because like I still have twenty twenty vision in my right eye, but I have above twenty twenty vision in the other eye. So like obviously there was damage, right? Yeah. But it's yeah. still perfect. So it's like, I would say like it hurts or some shit, dude. Like. Just make just make sure. They, I mean, they're notorious for like if say, well, this hurts, like just throwing meds at you. Like the the VA is notorious for like just throwing medication at, at vets, um, which is I, I was very very wary of like going and complaining about stuff, and I was like, man, I'm I am not. Um, Do we lose Chris? Yeah, I think so. He he'll come back. Um, they always come back. <clears throat> he always comes. <laughs> they always come back. <laughs> Um, I was very worried to talk about like any problems I was having because I knew that they would just like try to force like medication down my throat. Like, yeah, not, not having that, not having that at all. Um, no. but, like other than that, like the overall experience was nice. 
Because I remember going to fucking to bring it back to boot camp. Like my knee like would lock up and like I'd be like in severe pain. Like I remember we were doing like one of our first hikes and my knee like locked up pretty bad and like just like insane pain. I was like, oh, my fucking God. I was like, I've never felt this like pain before. Like I was like, I don't even know what it is because it happens every now and again. And uh, um, Chris is like, can you see me or not? Oh, no, now he's back. There we go. There you go. Could you hear everything we were saying, too? Bro, I haven't seen, I've heard a fucking thing yet. Oh, okay. Well, you can hear shit now. But, like, my knee would lock up, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And it turned out, like, I just wasn't stretching, like, my IT band or whatever. And I, I went to the, like, medical or whatever it fucking, um, uh, I recruit training for it. And, dude, the physical trainer or whatever, like, the, the dude who's, like, in charge of, like, you know, he came and he would like speak to us like during McMap about like stretching and shit. He he was total dick, absolutely fucking total dick. Like he said something like that was kind of funny, and I laughed, and he like fucking tore into me for laughing. And I was like, damn, you don't have to be like that, dude. Like save that shit for the drill instructors, you know? Yeah, like ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, medical uh, the medical guys were always like the pros whenever we went there. They were like. Like, you know, yeah, because like they're all Navy guys. Was, Navy yeah, guys are like a chill ass that were like assholes that were like trying to be drill instructors, I guess. And it's yeah. like, like, like step off. But there's a couple of them that were also like, okay, yeah, like, like I get you. Like, just chill. You'll be all right. We'll get you out of yeah, here. Yeah, so, so, some of them are cool. I had this one Navy doc that like had to draw blood for me and shit. And he came up to me, like, I sat down and shit. He's like, uh, all right, which arm do you want? I put my left arm. I was like, hey, my, my veins roll over really easily. So, like, might miss a few times. He's like, "Oh no, I was just was, was that from all like the heroin use people yeah. do in like Ohio? Like, oh yeah, all the all of it. And um, I have all the training. Nurses can't fucking get my veins, bro. And he fucking missed, dude. Like three times in yeah. a row on my left side. How do you go my right side? Pizza box. For real, bro. Like, <laughs> you motherfucker, dude. Like, give me somebody else. He's like funny as shit, though. So I didn't really bother me. Yeah, yeah. There so were some YROs. Why ROs? Yeah, like why? Like out of all the MOS in the Marine Corps, why did you two choose the ROs? So oh, he was, I, so he was actually data, but yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah, I bet S six still, all right. But so my my experience with that yeah. was when I told my dad that I was joining after I went to the recruiter's office and I told my dad like, hey, <clears throat> I went to the recruiter's office today, like, and I was and he was I was thinking about jobs. He told me. He was like, whatever you do, don't be a fucking grunt. And I was like, why not? Like, because in my head, I'm like, damn, that was like my first choice. Like, that's what I wanted <laughs> right? to do. I was like, all these other jobs, what the fuck? Who cares? You know, I want to be kicking, I want to be kicking doors down and shit. And uh, he's like, dude, I'm telling you, don't fucking do it. Don't do it. Do not do it. And I was like, Oh, I was like, fine, dad. I'll give you that courtesy. I was like, I don't need your permission to join because I'm already 18, but like, I will give you that courtesy that I won't. So I went to the recruiter's office and it was time for me to pick my job, my MOS. And, and, uh, I was like, Hey, my dad said not to, not to be a grunt. And one of my recruiters, I only had two recruiters in my, in my station. It was a pretty small station. One was a grunt and the other one was an RO. So, the, gr- the grunt was like, well, why the fuck not? He was like, oh, badass, all the blah, blah, blah. And then, and I was like, I was like, I don't want, I was like, I can't be a grunt, but give me the job closest to the grunts. 
and he just had this fucking he just had this like evil smile uh, like come across his face and he's like radio operator he's like that's what i was he's like i could see you being one and then the other recruiter who was like ground he was like oh yeah yeah radio operator yeah for sure and Look, i was like you fucking motor t dude yeah <laughs> yeah so i was like and that's why i was like okay so i looked at the radio operator thing and i was like i've always been kind of interested in that like i wouldn't mind being the guy running around with like a radio on his back like i get to do all the same shit that they're the grunts are doing so why the fuck not and uh yeah so thank for my thankfully my dad talked me out of being a grunt and uh i chose i chose that route and 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 i was blessed you know i was lucky enough you know chesty puller you know was like you know and he was like you're gonna get a victor unit and you're gonna be in an infantry company for three years and i was i was extremely blessed with that but i know i think it was the busting general mattis because general mattis actually showed up to my graduation as the guest speaker oh it it had to be mattis yeah, Chris. So, so Chris, why, why data? data? So I didn't fucking choose to be data, but I'm actually glad I did. I got it. All right. So I'll put that out there. But no, I went to the recruiter's office and obviously I went through a blah. He asked me what to join. I said, yeah. And then we went, I didn't like what I want to do. I said, okay, I want to be like medical, like a corpsman. He said, that's Navy. And I was like, fuck. Well, and, I guess um, I'm in the wrong office then. Peace. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, like, so he's gonna be the Marines had no medical. I was like, yeah, that fucking sucks. And I was yeah, like, well, that was that was my first. That was my first thing. I was, I was, I was like, like, so what do we do with the wounded guys? <laughs> 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 uh, but then uh, I was like, all right, what can I do? That's like with the infantry because I want to get out and have a skill set when I got out of the Marine Corps. Yeah, and um, he's like, we started going through shit and came down to communications and he was like, you can be a radio operator. And I was like, that's fucking sick. Are you carried radio around and like just calling shit? And yeah. he was like, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, All right. I was like, I was like, yeah, let's do it. So I signed it. Uh, I didn't, I thought it was a radio operator. I thought it was you a signed an 06 open. It was an 06 XX contract. 06 XX. Uh, I went in and I got a, a 128 on my GT score. So okay. The highest thing, which was fucking data. And I remember, yeah. Fuck it. I remember going to MCT and them telling me 0651 and I'm like, no, 0621. <laughs> He's like, nope. Uh, <laughs> and I called my recruiter and I was like, what the fuck is an 0651? Like, Hold on a second. You know, he typed in. He's like, oh, that's still a really good job. I was like, I want to be a fucking radio operator, dude. <sighs> but uh, but I, remember, I remember I hate I hated it and I didn't I didn't want to be a, a dad at all. Went through comm school, asked, and then when I was in comm school, I tried to get changed over to an RO. It would not let me. And um, fucking, I hated being data, and then I got to the fleet. And our first Bougainville, when I was like, my first like couple weeks in the fleet, I walked into the AC tent <laughs> as I'm watching the ROs with the infantry doing buddy rushes across the fucking <laughs> lava rocks. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> Fuck off! I'm going to here, dude. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, all right. When I got picked up, when I when I, um, because it was four of us in my class, um, when we got the orders to Hawaii, and then like the four of us, like pretty, we bonded pretty well because we knew we were going to the same duty station. We're like, okay, like we're going together. Like we need to look out for each other, pretty much. Um, still, we're all pretty much very close to this day. Um, and we always had when even when like we had other like boot drops. Um. Like those guys are still like not the core guys. We were the like my group was like the first boot drop for ROs. Yeah, yeah, and uh, 
And then I, when I got my orders and I said I was Hawaii, you messaged Chris. You messaged me on Facebook, said you were already there. And no, you were there before me. Was I? Remember, because I I messaged you on Facebook when I was when I found out I was going to Hawaii. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You showed up after. Yeah, but um, yeah. So we we stuck together. We got there. So we traveled together. We you know we get picked up at the airport by uh. Uh, two sergeants. One is now a, a staff sergeant recruiter. Um, I'm pretty sure he's still recruiting. I don't know. It's been a while. Um, probably not. But uh, and then the other one, uh, pretty sure he picked up staff. Uh, I'll drop his name. Did Ferg pick up staff? So yeah. He picked up staff. staff. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know where he's at or what he's doing now. But uh, yeah, shout out to you, Ferg. Uh, him and um, fuck, I can't remember. They're gonna crucify me for not remembering his name. But he was like this hot shot, like sergeant, like in com, like like fucking like him and like a couple other sergeants in com at the time, like they wrote like the Marine Corps handbook on uh, HF frequency and like HF radios and stuff. So like I like when I got off the fucking plane, I'm like you know loading up this SUV and let's mean you know my other boots, my fellow boots, and um, you're like talking about how big deal like the comm shop is like in three, three, like how like there's a reputation and all this yeah. shit. And then one of them goes, Oh, by the way, there's two. Uh, he goes, I think there was two. Yeah. He's like, there's two uh, line company RO spots open and we want to send a young guy. So who wants to do it? And I was like, me, obviously that's i was like that's why i'm fucking here so i volunteered and then uh my uh one of my buddies volunteered as well and he ended up going to kilo company and i and uh i got india company but like so i got assigned to india company like like very very soon like after i got there and my uh my nco was in corporal scores monty was in corporal scores shout out to monty my first nco <laughs> And he would visit like during chow when I was at, you know, the comm shop and in his fucking, you know, how they were, had to wear like their chucks all the time in his chucks and just come just to fucking yell at me <laughs> like during chow, like for no reason. Like where he's like, where the fuck's my boot at? And like, just go and just fucking like come over and yell at me for no reason. And then he go back to corporal's course and like, I'm thinking to myself, like, and then there was like, uh, um, Westcott. Oh my God, dude. So he was EASing um, very, very soon. Like he had like less than a month when we got there. So he was the one like checking us in because he had to check out also. And uh, he was telling me, he was like, dude, he's like corporals out of corporal's course are the fucking worst, man. He's like, they are going to fuck with you so much because they're so motivated after getting back from corporal's course. And he's just like basically putting this like negative image in my head. And I was just like, oh, no, like I'm in for a world of fucking pain, dude, world of pain. And it wasn't until that like first Saturday and I get fucking boom, 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 knocked on my door like fucking six in the morning. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it's a couple NCOs standing right there. And they're like, you grab your fucking roommate and grab your buddies. Let's go. And I'm like, what? So did that, went downstairs. They made us walk around the fucking barracks picking up leaves. And I was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> I was like, I am, I do not want any part of this anymore. Like, I, I was like, this is what, it, if this is what it's going to be like. For the rest of the time I'm here, like, I don't know if I could do that. 
<laughs> All right, so my first day in the fleet for PT in the morning, uh, we had we met fucking Corporal Baldwin. All right, shout out to fucking him. Picked up Sergeant and got out with Sergeant Baldwin. Which which but, uh, Bald- there's two, wasn't there? Bald- uh, there's a, um, a Tech Baldwin and a, a Data Baldwin. Oh, so Data Baldwin. Lance. Okay, okay, yeah, Lance. yeah, I remember. I remember. Yeah, he's he's fucking awesome. But all right, he was, he was awesome. But he took me and me and um Teles on a fucking run. And me and Teles came out of comp school like in really fucking good shape. Like we could just run for, like fucking yeah. five miles, perfectly fine, you know. Mm-hmm. And he took us running around the block, and like we got right to the barracks. Like he was like um from the barracks up to the comp shop, back in the square, and back to the barracks. It's like a mile and a half. We get back. Yeah. He's like, <gasps> all right. <gasps> See you guys later. Be at the shop. <laughs> I mean, Josh, like, <laughs> good to go, Corporal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, dude, Monty. That's PT, yeah. then we're fucking good. <laughs> Monty took the four of us, like, after he got back from Corporal's course, came to an HNS formation just to grab us and PTS, and we ran the ponds. And, like, oh, man, like, almost all of us fell out pretty much because it was just like the four, it was just the five of us. And, I was like, fuck, dude. And I and I thought I left, you know, 29 Palms in pretty good shape. And apparently not. But, like, I, I, I knew for a fact we did a pretty good job because he, like, ran the shit out of us and then got back. And I could hear him talking to the other NCOs. And, uh, they're, like, one of the NCOs was like, dude, so how did I do? Like, did you fuck him up? Like, how'd they do? And then I heard Monty goes, like, yeah, I fucked him up pretty bad. He's like, but they actually like kept up for the most part. Like they did a pretty decent job. And I was like, oh, okay, like we got to win. We got to win there. Like, at least we like showed up in shape. Cause I, I was like, I couldn't imagine what it would like, what life would be like for me right now. If I showed up out of shape, like, and I, and then Monty of all people who was like, the dude runs like 19 minute, three miles. And I was like, damn, like this is going to be the guy that's in charge of me. Like this, you know, he's really like fit dude. Like he, like almost perfect scores on his fucking, uh his pfts and cfts like and i was like damn that dude that dude's gonna be the one in charge of me and i was like i don't want to do all that shit like fuck that dude for us it was different it was like okay we went to itb and in itb we had the hikes we had the ranges so we were hiking everywhere but we would never like work out and our workout time would have been restricted to weekends and saying dude who the fuck wants to work out on the weekends like we got to go to town and like blow all our cash somewhere yeah, you know with, I mean? your, with your uh, grunt style T-shirts and your your <laughs> jeans. Way, I didn't even figure out about grunt style your and jeans like nine and your lines boots, until your I jeans hit and your combat boots, bro. Wearing your dog no, tags out in town. Back when we we're like, we don't want anything to do with it. Yes, I'm still basically bald, but pretend I want to be this way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, like you know, like we didn't work out very much. So when we hit the fleet right? Like it's, it had been an extra couple months of not working out and we're just followed by death run after death run after death run, like field ops. Yeah, mass runs. I remember Dude, that was like big when we got there. I remember like every single muscle in my body was just screaming and then they're like, oh, we're going on a field op. And then the field op, like, you know, like you'd set up a PB and just chill there the whole day. You'd be like, thank God, this is my break time. This is my break time. You're rucking like all this fucking ungodly weight through the jungle, but at least my muscles have a chance to like recover a little bit. Eating MREs packed full of fucking calories and proteins and shit. And you're like, okay, maybe this isn't so bad. Then you get uh, back to fucking death run after. Dude, not weapons platoon, bro. Weapons platoon India company. Their no, NCOs no, yep. fucked dude. them 
up that first field up. They were so bad that they actually got us on board. They were like, hey, we'll take your boots and we'll slay them. And they had us do gun drills for like, I think, a couple hours. And I was like, dude, I cannot imagine doing gun drills every fucking day for, you know, like little years. Like, fuck that. No. Yep, dude, they fucked them up. And I'm like, and then they fucked with me too. I was so butthurt. Dude, I spent like an hour setting up this fucking like HF antenna, right? So I had it like strung between two trees and like perfectly like on the on the azimuth towards like the coc and it took me fucking forever to climb these trees and do this You're shit such a nerd. and then so you have like the two wires and then you have like the the coax cable that comes down that actually plugs into the radio um yeah i still remember this shit you're such and, a fucking nerd and <laughs> then <laughs> so yeah exactly i should i mean I just drilled in my head forever <laughs> um and so you, that's the one that you actually connect to the radio and it wasn't obviously that's the last thing i do is like you know the coax cable just hanging there and i'll climb down and like plug in the radio and see if the antenna works which i was almost positive was going to and the fucking mortarman ncos were there and so the 0341 ncos were there watching me do this whole thing like basically like yelling at me the entire time it, getting me to scream like back like i or whatever the fuck and after I had just got done tying it up and I was like, okay, like, bam, like this baby's going to work. They grabbed the coax cable and just fucking yanked it and it fell. Like it all came down. And I was just like, as a boot, like being like charged with like trying to put up, like trying to get comma basically. Cause my fucking NCO was like off shooting the shit somewhere with some other guys. Like he said, Hey, like, let's see what you got. Like, but fuck, like, let's get comma. And then like, I worked so hard to get it done. And they just yeah. fucking tore it down and then, like, yelled at me for it falling and shit. I was like, dude, I can't. Like, that horrible, horrible time. For me, it was, um, you know, that giant strip in, you know, Air Force Base? Like, there's, like, that giant strip of land that's just, like, nothing but dirt. They would uh, have us. Where was this at? So, like, there was, like, three different mount towns in, like, or maybe it was Bellows. It might have been Bellows. Bellows, Bellows yeah. Bellows is with all the mount towns, yeah. 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 All the mount counts. I had just got bit by my first centipede in fucking Bellows. Centipedes <laughs> in Hawaii, dude. This fucking big hurt like motherfuckers. And I know, like, the Air Force dudes, if they get bit by a fucking centipede, they go on, like, a two-day fucking whatever. Like, oh, my gosh, here, take your break. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Just pull out the for stress us, card. For us, you get bit by a centipede. Oh, that fucking sucks. You go. Dude. Yeah, yeah, I remember one guy, he had centipedes in his gloves. He put them on, he like he just starts screaming. He takes them off and his hands puff up to the, the size of fucking like giant ass yeah. fucking tangerines, dude. Yeah, my, my hand swelled up pretty bad off a, a centipede. Actually, my first field op ever, the biggest boot fucking move ever. The biggest, uh, like the, the biggest mistake I've ever made packing my gear um was that first field op, that first Bougainville, my when I was a boot. Like, literally, like, less than a month, like, I'm in the fleet. Like, we get sent to this thing, and I didn't pack a bivy sack. I just – I didn't know what it was. I didn't know the purpose of it. I was like, I'm not going to fucking use this. Like, I don't even – I don't know – I don't know what this thing does. Because in, like, MCT and fucking – in boot camp, like, they don't give you a bivy sack. Yeah. So, That's I had new- no – I had no idea what the purpose of it was. They don't give you I a bivy see- sack? What's no. up? 
give you a bivy sack and boot camp? No, no, uh, not in boot camp, like, not not in MCT, like no bivy sack. Actually, so, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't think SOI had like bivy sacks either. Bivy, SOI bivy did sacks, for us. Oh, did oh wow, yeah. spoiled West Coast. I mean, I it's kind of our gear set. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing over there. I don't know what they're yeah. breeding over there, but uh, excellence and perfection, right? I guess spoiled, spoiled motherfuckers. Hollywood, <laughs> we have gear. Why not use it? Yeah. So I was like, I don't know what this thing is. I'm not gonna pack it. And I see everyone climbing into it at night. I'm like, why are they doing that? And they're like, oh, it keeps all the bugs away from you. And I was like, how bad could these bugs really be? Oh, bro, I got fucked up that night, that first night. And that was like, it was like a week long. It was like a week and a half, I think, long field op. And so every night that night, I was just getting destroyed. Like, I, I would wake up to like a centipede, like crawling on my bare chest. And like, it bit me on the back of the head. It bit me on my finger. My finger like swelled up. It was like, it was like a Wiz Khalifa joint. And then like, <laughs> oh, dude, and the mosquitoes. Oh. Uh-huh. Luckily, dude. luckily, there was uh, one of the who was it? It was another dude in the headquarters platoon that was uh, he. He was one of those grunts that got moved to headquarters platoon because he was like pretty shitty, but um, kind of like Aaron. But uh, <laughs> but uh, so he taught me that uh, like tobacco is like a natural like uh, repellent. yeah yeah repellent. And so, like, before I went to sleep, like, he would take, like, dip and just fucking sprinkle around my shit. The circle of dip was... The circle of dip. And it actually helped. Like, it it helped a lot. Like, it was actually a pretty smart move. But, like, anything at that point would have helped, dude. Like, I was getting absolutely destroyed. Like, total boot move. That was the last time, last field op I ever, I ever went to that I net, that I didn't pack my my back great ncos dude they were all like hey forget the sleeping bag it's hawaii like you don't need it just take the bivy sack and so yeah. i would just like literally sleep in an isomat and a bivy sack and everything would be perfect um but that's important that that's I didn't yeah that, that's important though is like when we got there that we had good ncos like looking yeah. out for us see i had i had you good ncos and i had shit ncos the same exact fucking time oh yeah. my first experience with the baby sack was um fucking bougainville and i am claustrophobic all right very fucking claustrophobic i didn't so know I that this motherfucker oh i am right i no hate it, santa claus here i zip this motherfucker up and i fall asleep i wake up in the morning i'm on my side and i'm like can't fucking breathe i need i start freaking up like a fucking horror oh, movie no. I'm like trying to freak out, trying to find this fucking zipper rope on my head and shit. I'm fucking... Oh, dude. I'm about to to pull my K-bar out, bro, and just fucking open that shit. Oh, Never again. God, dude. I, I forgot I forgot that first workup and deployment, we had to carry K-bars all the time. Yeah. And make sure they, they were unrusted. Stabbed in the foot with it. Yeah. And he had to stay. They kept him out there. They kept him out there. So they literally fucking put one through his foot, and they kept him out there. Made him stay, stay in, like, radio watch and shit, right? Yep. Who is that? Okay, I, I remember the guy's name. I'm not going to name drop him, but I remember some guy. He was messing around with the K-bar, right? And he, he ended put up it through stabbing his, his thigh. No, he stabbed uh, his no, thigh. No, no. I know exactly who you're talking yep, about. And, yep. and that was, uh, it was a machete. It, okay, a machete. And he was so fat that they couldn't get, they could yep. barely get the tourniquet they couldn't around get the his tourniquet leg on to his stop leg. him bleeding. 
and they yeah. were like, "Okay, guys, no more machetes," and like everyone was like, "Oh." That was <laughs> like that was their uh, that was their JWTC. They were given um, their J Dubs. Uh, like on their last appointment, they had a dude that like I guess they every, everyone got machetes to like use out in the jungle. Or I guess I mean, that's probably like the last time they ever gave it to him. But because we didn't get any like the t- the couple times no, we, we went, not. but um, yeah, he was he, like he was creating he was creating a sheath for his machete. Ironically, was like cutting up cardboard to make into a sheath and like like the like sliced through the cardboard and like sliced through his leg like it was pretty deep like pretty deep gash and like full-blown like t triple c had to get kicked in and like they just couldn't get the tourniquet on him because it's fucking he was like one of those obese marines um just one of those he big was a dumbass guys too. like like oh yeah if you're dumbass. watching if you're watching this like bro you're a dumbass i'm yeah. sorry <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't mean the dude like he was out in the india company so early that i i mean i don't even think i have him like on any social media or anything so if, if he ever found this podcast like that that and when he finds this podcast that means that we made it guys <laughs> you know that that's the odds it's when it's when he finds it's when he finds it, it. like yeah. dude like these, these guys are shit talking you man calling you a dumbass be like trying to fucking name drop like who is the motherfucker they got stabbed in the fucking leg yeah, yeah stabbed- i wonder how many people actually know who we're talking about i i think uh, a lot of the og india guys definitely know who yeah, yeah og india um they know who we're talking about the guys like who are like our seniors know exactly who we're talking about um yeah that, that was a fucking uh the, the whole gear sop bro that's a whole episode <laughs> that whole that whole experience under that's how i met he and i actually still talk yeah uh all right i'm, I'm gonna drop some news that i haven't told either of you yet uh your boy signed up for uh, the OSO. The what? Say again? The OSO, the Officer Selection Program. Oh, shit. No way. Yeah. Yeah. So, you want uh, Air Force? No. <laughs> no, like, okay. So prior disposition, like being a Marine, like I cannot even imagine going to any other branch. Right? Like it's just, it's, it's repulsing. I'm sorry. Like, so no first is Border Patrol. Well, no, first is no, no, same Sanders. time. So I applied to both uh, Border Patrol and uh, the OSO so just to just get my foot in both doors. Haven't made any commitments yet, but it's like it's one of those things where it's like, hey, man, like, you you'll have to you won't be a, a rolling vet anymore. You'll be like an active duty dickhead. Yeah, I'll be a fucking arrow. But that you won't be a vet. You, you, fucking dark side. <laughs> yeah, going back to the dark side. Is it really the dark side if you're a fucking flight officer? Dude, flying multi-million yeah. dollar jets. You you remember you remember that one from? arrow that we had that was he was uh, an asshole. He was an asshole. I love the dude. Ball one? dude. No, the ball not one? the ball dude. No. Oh, the bigger dude. Dude, that guy was dope. The guy no. in the ship, yeah? No, not landfill. Um the, the ball dude was a fucking prick. No, not the, the ball, ball dude. dude. It's the, the dude. Oh my god, I can't fucking remember his name. He was our he was our arrow on our second deployment. Second, oh, yeah, uh, I can't remember his fucking name, but he was hilarious. He was just the biggest. He was like the most disgruntled captain I ever met in my life. I don't know. Was he the one in ITX? 
Yeah, he was with us in ITF. Yeah, dude. I yeah. remember that, dude. He was just chilling, bro. Yeah, he, he was fucking was, super bro. dope. He was super dope, but he hated, he absolutely hated the Marine Corps. Too. Yeah. He, he, he was like a high-speed motherfucker. He like, hated legit. the Marine Corps, dude. Like, yeah. he was a captain. A captain and an arrow. Like, he flew, I think he, the um, his landfill flew Cobras, I think. I think he flew Hueys. I'm not. I'm not 100 positive, but I know he like he flew a different form of aircraft than uh, than Landfill did. But um, yeah, so he was extremely disgruntled and like would just talk shit on anything and everything Marine Corps, and always talk about EASing and shit like that. Was like coming from an officer. And he, and he, but yeah, he was an officer and you're going back to the dark side. That's going to be you that when you had a taste of like the a luxurious lifestyle. Yeah. Like no, here. I can, I like the grass is definitely a little bit greener. I'm not going to lie. hundred percent, Especially when too. it's in my grinder. <laughs> <laughs> no. So like I, I continuously like find myself like thinking about like, Hey man, like it wouldn't be so bad. It wouldn't be so bad. And then I realize like how much freedom we have here. Like, dude, like, I'm gonna miss this, you know? Yeah, so like, I mean, it's not like I'm like 100%, like, yeah, let's do it, but like, it's always been in the back of my head because I never wanted to enlist, right? I always yeah. wanted a commission from the guy, yeah. Maybe but, you'll get lucky and you'll be like, uh, um, Chris, you might remember him, uh, Terrell. No, no, Intel guy, I, I remember S2. Yeah, I think S2 until blonde hair, tall. Yeah, he's at the academy now. I live like 15 minutes from the academy. He's at the academy now. Yeah, I I would hate going to the academy. Actually, Lieutenant Colonel Reed talked me out of going to the academy. We had, uh, what was his name? Hernandez went to the academy. Yeah. Yeah, big small guy. Yeah, he was, uh, that dude was probably one of the dopest uh, officers I think I ever met. He was he was yes. really really humbling really humble like really positive about everything. Um, had b- really great qualities in uh, in like like being an officer, being in charge of troops. Uh, he came in as like a um, a first lieutenant too, so he wasn't even a second. He wasn't even a butter bar. Um, and he took over our weapons platoon, Aaron. Yeah, did you? Uh, he's actually XO. No. Oh, is he? Well, yeah, he was training to oh, be he's XO. Still, he's acting XO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, he's, he's probably not XO anymore because I think they just they got back a month a couple months ago. Um, Did I ever tell you how I met him? How you met Hernandez? Yeah. No. I ran into him at BAH or BAS. BAS. When, when he was like checking BAS. in. Yeah. So he was checking in. He'd gotten the shot. And he's like, "Hey, you see that lieutenant over there?" And like, I see this this fine looking trick and i was like yeah it's like go over there and color a boot from me oh He's my like, god i do remember this story and color a boot and i was like huh like that's that's lieutenant she, she was a, she was a lieutenant fine. wasn't she At she was a butter bar yeah she, she was, was a butter bar, bar because yeah. she was our i think she was arty yeah uh, so i had gone like i think some kind of shot i think my like third or fourth anthrax shot or whatever and i was just shooting the shoe with the news hell like just super chill and he's like, yeah, yeah, I see the lieutenant up there. Yeah, go call her a boot. I'm like, Corporal Potter now. Like, huh? Like, excuse me, sir? And he's like, yeah, 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 don't worry. It'll be fine. Uh, he said, call her a boot and tell her that uh, this guy thinks she's really cute. I'm like, well, this is how I do it, you know? <laughs> so I, I, this is before I even know, like, 
Nathan Hernandez in, in, in India company. Like, yeah. So like, I walk over there, like, uh, good morning, man. She's like, good morning. I'm like, so uh, <clears throat> you're a boot. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and this gentleman over there thinks you have a great smile and like you know i just look turn around i see hernandez with a giant fucking grin i look at her and she's smiling like just got her head in her hands and she walks up to him and they make out i'm like they make out they, they just make out, out. They, yes. they the know fun- each other the funky porno music stars the name and tapes are like, blurred out they know each other like what the fuck and uh yeah he's like that's my wife I'm, oh yeah okay. no shit boo <laughs> <laughs> and then i'm just like left alone like okay well i guess they're fucking married and i guess it makes sense they both look you know cute together whatever yeah, but he was, he was fucked very, up, man. I'm just yeah. like the the middleman carrying all the mess, like a fucking messenger and shit. He was very, he was very solid, but like the best, I feel like the best officers were our mu- Mustangs. Like Chris, yeah. we had we had uh, Captain Voss. Oh, Captain Voss is the genius. And that dude, Captain Long. He, well, Cap, uh, I'm not even going to touch down on this episode. That's a whole episode. Um, he's good officer. He's good officer. He was good. He was just he was just kind of a dick. Not gonna lie. Like he kind of he kind of like rubbed like a lot of people the wrong way, myself included. Was, I think uh, he just had like this arrogant like persona kind of going on. Did you talk to him when he wasn't our CEO? No, no. Yeah, completely different. Like when yeah, I mean, I would, I would assume so. Different. Yeah, I would definitely assume so. Um, yeah, but like Captain Voss was fucking, he was a tanker and then became a commo. And like that dude was squared away. That dude was, I remember yeah. his going away ceremony um, and all that stuff. That dude was, it kind of worked out too because I had a um, a staff sergeant in, in Bravo Company at, at the schoolhouse. And like the Bravo Company is like where you, basically the company you're in if you're like going calm and um and like you they have a whole like a big ass like waiting platoon and i was in the waiting platoon for quite a while but and one of the staff sergeants that was like the staff nco i see um of like the waiting platoon um him and i grew close because i worked in the office a lot and he was like hey you're going to three three and i was like yeah and he goes, dude, that was my first unit. And I was like, oh, that's fucking awesome. And he's like, tell me, he's like, dude, I wonder, he's like, uh, I wonder if Master Sergeant Butler is still there. And he, he's like, if he's there, say hello for me. And I was like, okay. So like, you know, a couple of weeks go by and then, um, then I'm there and um, Captain Voss is like checking us in, giving us a whole speech. And, and I was like, is there a Master Sergeant Butler here? And he's like, yeah, there actually is. And like the office is right next to him. And he like just threw me in the office and he was like, oh, this, he's like, this, uh, this, PFC wants to talk to you or some shit. And I'm staying there, like, at attention, like, talking to Master Sergeant Butler. He's like, oh, go to fucking parade rest. You know, relax. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, oh, do you uh, – I was like, Staff Sergeant Hutchinson's, uh says hello. And he's like, oh, shit. He's a staff sergeant now? Like, oh, my fucking God. And he knew exactly who I was talking about, like, right off the bat. Like, that's just the kind of Marine he was. Master Sergeant Butler was fucking – that dude was – He was solid. He was, yeah, he was solid. Yeah, that whole story – we will get into that story another time of him, uh, like, him and First Sergeant Ray. The PTA. I was I was, yep. there. I was literally right there. Yeah. Because yeah, you could – I'd probably – my story is probably – like, my version is probably so twisted and, and uh, 
diluted. You know, yours is probably like. Yeah, yeah. Well, they pulled. They both pulled me out to talk to me after it happened. Yeah. They tried to give me like rat on him. I was like, no, nah, no. Nah. Okay, I can't wait to hear the story. On the next yeah. Episode. Oh yeah, it's good. It's gonna be good. Yeah, that that one's like we can. So we talked about a lot of firsts here. We talked about our what led us into the Marine Corps. We talked about our first impressions of the Marine Corps, our first experiences um, at boot camp, at SOI, at schoolhouse, in the unit. The big day of first. It's a lot. It's a big day for first first episode. So Marine Corps um, birthday. Yeah, and it's the Marine Corps birthday. birthday Devils. Shout out Trinity. Trinity, Semper. Um, yeah, do you guys have any uh, concluding thoughts? Uh, well, I'm just uh, pumped to keep this going. We keep keep uh, telling more stories, having people on. If anybody's listening to this episode, feel free to ask any questions. Give us a shout out. Let us know. And we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. What about you, Aaron? Who thought it was putting me on the spot? Holy shit. Yeah. No, uh, honestly, guys, like, I'm looking forward to this. This is a really, really cool, like, new experience. Never been part of, uh, like, a podcast or a group of, like, dope basketball players like this before. Uh, so I'm looking forward to the future episodes and just, you know, telling you like it really is. No, the bullshit. No, the fucking yep. mail. And we'll see where it goes. Uncensored. Uncensored. Yes, sir. All right. So. We'll end it with, well, here we are. You stuck with us all the way to the end. We thank you for listening. We want our listeners to know that if your pack becomes too heavy, don't drop it. The Veterans Crisis Hotline can be reached at 1-800-273-8255. If you'd like to enjoy more content, don't forget to subscribe. Simplify and keep rolling on. All right. All right.